Save this episode as a special. It's going to be a two-hour special. No editing. Keep everything. No. Yeah, just Absolutely keep everything. Absolutely yeah. not. Just this keep one everything. went well. This was this is one that <laughs> needed no editing whatsoever. So there's a part of me that's like, it's a good thing we're not very successful at doing live episodes. <laughs> oh, we are. Because the amount of coaching you two would need I don't for me to get coaching. away with that. You can say, Hey, you know what, guys, we've been we took the holidays off. Here's a special Long ass episode for you, and you know what? The the public will eat it up. They're just oh, grazie. I don't know why everybody's <laughs> Italian now. <laughs> grazie. Only the mafia. <laughs> hey, it's a good good crew to have on your back. There you go. This is true. We're family. They know. They're like they know about family. They tried to cancel us, and then we get like a letter a week later in the mail with dried blood on it. You're not canceled. Don't worry about right. it. Your, your silence shows me nobody is protesting. <laughs> well, if silence means approval, I need to reevaluate my childhood because I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, that got dark. We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. And we're back. You're listening to Dragons Drink Bourbon. I'm Ella. I'm Kilometers. I'm Miles, actually. Oh, I get it. Ah. I'm Cletus. It's a metric show. I, I didn't get it at first. I was like, it's, I don't understand. It's miles. But I'm also retarded. So. Yeah. We don't hold that against you. not say that anymore. I can say whatever he I want to. I am. I am a free man. From the freest state in the world, Alabama. Yep, that's right. It's a sweet home down there. They say. It's pretty hot, muggy, and humid, though. But at least the skies are so blue. Unless it's raining. True. Somebody should write a song about that. (laughs) So, we had an unexplained absence. That happened. And it's going to stay that way. We explained it. (laughs) Holidays, life. Deal with it. Whoever runs the social media made no posts. I don't know. She's really dropping the ball. Hmm. So, uh, well, I mean, I got sick. And then... Cletus also got sick. I got the COVIDs. And mm, not I, currently, but yeah, had. I think Miles was also sick at some point in the middle of when we got sick. Sinuses. And also the holidays happened. And also major life changes. So yeah. I dropped the ball. Just gonna call it like it is. Eh, Sorry. I wouldn't say that. I'd say <laughs> life was life and and we're doing the best we can. <laughs> Are we though? Are we? It's okay. It'll be over soon. <laughs> Belated Merry Christmas to all our listeners, or as they say down south, Merry Christmas. Also, Thanksgiving was in there too. So, happy Thanksgiving but to you guys. We still released then. Yeah. So. You know, just... I release every Thanksgiving. So, that's yeah. why it's called Thanksgiving. You're right. You're I mean, giving. Thanks taking. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving's actually the, the highest day of traffic uh, on Port Vendor. See? Now you know why. <laughs> here's hoping if any of our listeners are the types to make a new year's resolution you can keep the discipline and find personal growth and blah 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 blah, blah. 
And how many of you out there are ready to make a New Year's revolution? Yes, yeah. that's what we need. A New Year revolution. Attica. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I was trying to be wholesome in a place where it doesn't belong. <laughs> well, before I get into our story, would you fellas like to explain our drink options today? Whiskey. And scotch. Whiskey, either neat or on the rocks. And scotch, either on our shirts or in some cups. So the, <laughs> <laughs> so the scotch is John Barr blended scotch whiskey. It's a reserve blend that Miles did bring. This one is doo -doo -doo -doo. harmonious blend is smooth, elegant, and refined, like its namesake who introduced the world to a richer style of scotch whiskey. It is tradition moved forward. So I'm not going to read the rest progress, yeah. because I'm not as extra as the boys are when I do mm. a drink. And we also have a bourbon whiskey by the name of Junction 35. It is a single barrel straight bourbon whiskey from a oak barrel. And it is handcrafted in excellence at 50% alcohol by volume. I thought so. Mm -hmm. That's 100. Tasted like it. So that one is actually from uh, Junction 35 Distillery, which is in Gatlinburg. Well, technically Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Sponsor us. And uh, my lover and I went there for a vacation a couple years ago, and we forgot we bought this bottle because we were not super sober when we bought many bottles. Mm. And he is here today, so he yeah. brought a bottle as well. <laughs> but you will not hear his voice because I have three mics. Give it up for Lover. <laughs> That's his name now, Lover. Yeah. It's Dragon's Lover. Yes, Dragon's Lover. As for our story today, <laughs> I'm stubbornly sticking with one that I originally planned for December. It had been so chosen by the intrinsic properties of it takes place at Christmas, so it's a Christmas story. Hmm. Die hard. Yep. But not... Literally, because it's copyrighted. Oh. Different. Mm. But same idea. It is now January, and we are all off of schedule. Mm -hmm. But uh, I didn't want to think too hard about picking something new, so I didn't. Woo! So there's this Norwegian fairy tale called Why the Sea is Salt. Whale come. <laughs> uh, it's true. Forever grateful for our little not-for-everyone tag on every site. If you don't believe me, pull over and Google it. Yeah. It's there. Sea sponges also spew a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Time travel. I've experienced it. <laughs> All right. Don't judge me. This was collected in post-Christianization and modified form by Peter Christian as Bjornsson and Jorgen Moe. And their collection, Norske Folk Eventyr. Don't come at me for pronunciation. This is hard. <laughs> as always, be kind. It was written as a parallel 
to Gratasong in Old Norse, which can be translated to like the mill songs or even Song of Grati. This was an Old Norse poem modernized in Sweden during the 20th century as well. And it was included in later editions of the Poetic Edda as well as the Prose Edda. Who wants to fall into a historic rabbit hole, y'all? You do. Let's go. Yay! I love history! And rabbit holes. (laughs) Basically, this historic tangent we're about to go on, though, I wasn't sure if you guys would ask me this question. Yes. And then I was like, well, I already did all the research to address it if they do. So now I'm going to share it anyway. So basically, um, I wanted to explain the difference between the prose Eda and the poetic Eda. Hey, what's the difference between the prose Eda and the poetic Eda? Thank you. You're welcome. Does that have anything to do with our story? No, not really, but here we go. Also, I like your witch jar of water. Thank you. It was a Christmas gift from my mama, who thinks I like Hocus Pocus a lot more than I do. (laughs) Because I was like, why did you send me a Halloween cup? And she goes, it's an all-year cup if you want it to be. Which further proves she's she's a a witch. witch. (laughs) (laughs) The prose Edda was used more like an instruction book for young poets, and the poetic Edda was used to record mythological and heroic poems. Mm. The prose Edda, also known as the Younger Edda, is believed to have been written and compiled by Icelandic scholar and historian Snorri... Oh, I didn't look this one up. Snorri Sturluson. I tried. That sounds like a Norwegian word. No, it said Icelandic. Hinga dinga dergen. (laughs) That's the proper pronunciation. So the Poetic Edda was like a fundamental collection of Germanic and Nordic mythology and legends. And the Norse myths were recorded in rather cryptic poetry, if you've never tried to read it. Mm. Um, So like the Poetic Edda would be a compilation of those poems directly while the prose version was more likely an attempt at explaining those poems and their cryptic language in more plain language. Um, The prose Edda is useful because Snorri had access to some myths that we don't have, but he also did make a lot of mistakes, and he had a more heavy bias kind of like treating it like the Bible. Uh, Both of these were allegedly written in the 13th century, though, Um, The poetic Edda was actually originally lost to the ages for um, quite a while after the prose was discovered. And so the prose was considered the only remaining source of information on Norse mythology. Mm. And then several centuries later, the Codex Regis, the oldest surviving artifact copy of the poetic Edda, was uncovered. And that was in the 17th century. Mm. Again, that has nothing to do with our story. I just thought you might ask what the difference was, and I wanted to be prepared. And then I was like, this is fascinating. Might as well bore someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know. And now and we know. is half the battle. Sure is. Gia. The other half is extreme violence. Mm. One day, years into this podcast, we're going to go to a trivia night, and we're going to. The night. Yes. Except we drink when we record, so we might not remember anything. I know I don't. I don't remember anything when I'm sober. (laughs) And that brings us back around to my story notes. So without further ado, 
Here's a story of togetherness and family to fight divisiveness in 2024. We begin our tale long, long ago with two brothers. One's poor and one's rich. Oh, seems like an easy fix to this. Yeah, I mean, they're brothers, aren't they? Right. Just they're adults. Share. All right. And now we're good. I thought this was about family <laughs> <Right>. and togetherness. <laughs> Already they're divided. Right. I thought you were smart enough to know I was lying. Money changes things. (laughs) I was keeping the continuity of it being after our year anniversary and how I lied for all of my episodes (laughs) in the beginning. Because I just did what I wanted, which is like what I'm doing today. (laughs) One Christmas Eve, the poor brother hadn't even a single crumb left to eat. So he went to his wealthier brother to ask for help so he could enjoy a Christmas meal. In in God's name, of course. Fair enough. Well, this wasn't the first time the rich brother had been asked to lend a little assist. Oh. He looked to his siblings' outstretched hands with annoyance and disdain. And said, I got two words for you. River dragons. Ooh, I don't think that answers my question. <laughs> <laughs> so you going to help me or... <laughs> who wants to be rich and who wants to be poor? <laughs> I'll be poor. Gotcha. It's been it's been a while, so I, I, I made know, some I scripts gotta... for the guys. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <sighs> All right, fine. Wait, no, I don't want that voice. Hold on. <laughs> the whiskey will help. <laughs> you clear your throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. If you promise to do whatever, and I do mean whatever, I ask of you, I'll give you a whole flitch of bacon. And since you're poor and stupid, I will deign to define a flitch of bacon for you as well. It is basically half a pig cut sideways. It's worth a small fortune. I I know what a flitch of bacon is. No, you don't. I have defined it for the betterment of all who listen. No one else is here. But I suppose I shouldn't argue while asking for a favor. Very well. You have my word. I will do anything, and I thank you for your generosity, kind brother. And so, the poor, and inexplicably a little English brother... Received a gift of expensive meat. Well, here's the flitch. It's not a filch. And uh, since you're willing to do anything, why don't you, I don't know, go straight to hell? Let's pause and ruminate on the straight quote used and go straight to hell. (laughs) Shall we? Have we ruminated enough? (laughs) I don't want people to have to reach to pause while they're driving. (laughs) I'm a considerate narrator. Well, I promised, so I'd better do it. And so the brother took the bacon and set off, walking until dusk. He arrived at a place with a very bright light and figured, hey, maybe this is right. He looked all around and found an ancient old man with a proper Gandalf beard chopping away at some firewood. 
the poor man, still holding onto all that bacon, greeted his elderly counterpart politely. Good evening. Same to you. Where are you going so late? Oh, I'm going to hell. If only I knew the right way. Good show, then. This is hell. Just go on inside. They'll want to buy that bacon off of you. Not too much meat in hell, you see. But only sell it if they offer you the hand quern beside the door. You do know what a hand quern is, don't you? It's these two flat discs made out of stone put together, and there's a handle on the top of the edge. It's made there for for grinding grain into flour, you see. Why does everyone keep explaining such obvious things to me? Because you're stupid. You're stupid as hell, which is where you are. Now go, get in there. I'll teach you how to use this quern when you're done. It can grind... Nearly anything. (laughs) Well, okie-dokie then. Thanks. Uh Cheerio. So the brother proceeded to knock on the devil's door. And inside, the sight and smell of delicious bacon brought all the demons, or dwarves in less Christianized versions, great and small, swarming to him. And so began a bidding war for the meat. Mm, Happens every Friday night. I don't, okay. So the brother put himself to psychologically bartering, lamenting how his wife really would want him to keep the bacon for their Christmas dinner. But since they all had their little devilly hearts set on it, he supposed he didn't have a choice. But what to take in exchange? But of course, he explained, that corn by the door would do just fine. At first, the devils refused to part with this valuable tool. But the poor man wouldn't waver or haggle any other way. But eventually, the bargain was struck. The poor man tossed the meat into the middle of the crowd and booked it. When he reemerged from hell, he did so victoriously, corn in hand. Though I imagine it was heavy, probably? I don't know. No matter. He's a very muscular poor man, I guess. Hells Gandalf taught the man, (laughs) as promised, how to use the corn. The corn was capable, as promised, of creating anything asked of it. I said as promised twice. That's annoying. However, it would go on incessantly until the wisher said something along the lines of, Good little mill, I thank you enough. The second this tutorial was finished, the poor bastard ran home, though he wasn't quite able to get there before midnight on Christmas Eve. He was a bastard, too? They didn't know their mother? No. Or their father. I meant, like, poor bastard, because his (laughs) circumstances aren't great. (laughs) Oh, okay. His wife was beside herself. She had been waiting for hours and had been worried sick something terrible had happened and he might never return. She couldn't even light the fire to cook a simple porridge while she waited. Clumsy. So she was also hangry. Hashtag relatable. I feel you, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When my lover goes to hell and comes back super late. (laughs) 
Hashtag relatable, just girly things. Dragon love. The man clumsily explained that he needed to go a very long way, first for one thing and then for another. And instead of getting into the specifics, he offered to show her the spoils of his adventure. He set the corn on the table and began by ordering it to grind out all the things they needed for a hearty Christmas dinner. He only had to say the word, and it produced whatever they wanted. First, it gave them lights. Then a tablecloth. How about money? Yeah, he could have just, you know, subverted all of this. How about a better brother? (laughs) Well, he is an idiot. That's true. She did warn us that he's an idiot. I was just Ella reading between the lines, but yeah. (laughs) He also made meat and ale, so not money, sorry. And so on and so forth. Use your imagination. I want some bitches with their titties out. (laughs) Not like that. (laughs) I want some more trees around this bitch. But we have plenty. Personally, my imagination turned out (laughs) the feast from the movie A Little Princess which was one of my favorite films to watch with my mama when I was little. Well, what about the feast from from Hook? That's another good feast. Well, they're eating all that rainbow ice cream cake looking shit. Why couldn't you go there before bitches with them titties out? Because I like bitches with their titties out. Fair enough. To be fair, yeah. What would you rather have, Miles? Ice cream cake or bitches with their titties out? Uh, bitches with their titties out serving ice cream cake. There you go. Yes. See, he needs a quern. Yeah, somebody get me a quern. I don't know how to use it better than <laughs> those dumbass kids in Neverland. <laughs> and this poor bro, huh, I don't have anything. Can I get some more of nothing? <laughs> in fairness, his whole purpose setting out. I don't even know what I want. Was just to be able to celebrate Christmas dinner with his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should wish for another quern. That way I'll know how to use it better. I know, an instruction manual. (laughs) He got a tutorial. He's allowed to wish for whatever he wants. I wish for uh, the memory of that tutorial I got. Keep playing in my mind so I never forget how to use this. What you're asking for is more like tips and advice for best use. Well, he was stupid, so he would, like, he gets so close to what he needed and just... He he did the immediate need, which was, we hungry, let's eat. (laughs) It's still Christmas, let's eat. (laughs) At least he did that. Also, let me tell you, as a woman who gets hangry, if you made your wife wait all day and she couldn't even eat porridge, you should feed her before you address anything else. Why couldn't she make a fire? Because she was worried sick. I assume she didn't have any hands. So the text I was using said she didn't even have two sticks to rub together. And I was like, well, he didn't bring sticks home. Okay, well, (laughs) she didn't have two sticks to... Okay. I thought it was just she couldn't make a so fire. He gets, home, she was like, he gets home and he's like, I wish my wife wasn't so worthless. <laughs> <laughs> While she's in tears. I thought you were dead. <laughs> well, I was just in hell, you worthless bitch. <laughs> 
stuff. Now, I'm not going to mention that because we're Christian folk and I'm not sure why I was so chill with it. They didn't address that while modernizing this tale for a Christian audience. Because a promise is a promise. Told him I'd go, so I went. I wouldn't want me to break a promise to hell we go. <laughs> it was pretty hot down there, but. So. The wife watched, and she kept on declaring, bless my stars, every so often. (laughs) But she was hungry. (laughs) Bless bless my stars. Wish wish I could bless my stomach. (laughs) Bless my stars. Alas, my husband's dumb as hell and doesn't know how to wish for things on this magic quern. (laughs) He made meat and ale. (laughs) He didn't, like, carve it up, share it. So he could, it. He, I'm not giving he, every detail. He also couldn't have wished for the fire to be made and right. like all this stuff. We don't. Stuff well, could, you don't need the fire if the food's already cooked. They were cold, weren't they? It's Christmas, right? We don't know where. Oh, well, it's Norwegian. They're in it Norwegian. It's probably cold <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. She's up there They're shaking. in Norwegian. Bless <laughs> oh, oh, my Norway. <laughs> They're in Norwegian. Can't even say it because she's shaking so bad. I'm hungry. Virgin I don't death. even know where I live. I don't know why my husband's English and I'm Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my daughter meant julep would come <laughs> and show him how to use this corner. I done aged about 30 years in the last couple sentences. He's still <laughs> just making tablecloths. <laughs> Too bad he wished for meat. I ain't got no teeth. <laughs> Took so damn long getting here. <laughs> stupid. That's all he is. Just stupid. I wish he'd go back to hell. <laughs> God, I love him though. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without my baby. My stupid, stupid ass baby. <laughs> bless his heart. Everything's better as long as you say bless his heart after. I know I've lived here for four years. <laughs> If I had a penny for every time an old Southern woman <laughs> said, bless her heart to me. This Southern Norwegian woman is just <laughs> being as polite as she can while putting up with her stupid husband. Bless his motherfucking heart. Oh, bless. Oh, Somebody today got a new episode notification and they were excited until this part when they remembered who we are. Mm. It's going to be us when we, <laughs> when we go back and listen. Like, oh, yeah, we did do it. Oh. Just me during the editing <laughs> process. I forgot how long this takes. <laughs> Is that what we sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Done forgot. You're right. At least if you're going to place a wish on food, make like a meat man type character. Yeah. There you go. Just keep slicing them. Yeah. And he had half a ham. Or half a pig. Well, he sold that. Mm. He sold that for the corn. Oh, yeah. Um, well. He made a bunch of meat and ale. You guys are nitpicking. This poor. Cook it. This poor, stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Some pigs. Some live pigs. <laughs> no. Some cooked meat. No, live pigs is probably better. You're right. We got to feed the pigs some gruel. <laughs> right. We don't have a weapon to Ew. kill these pigs. Just gruel oozing out the sides <laughs> of the corn. Oh, 
Don't worry, I'll make the meat. It definitely won't be covered in gruel from the last wish. <laughs> I wish that you cleaned yourself between wishes. <laughs> wish I could start over from when I received the quern. <laughs> right? Oh, new clothes. You shouldn't have. <laughs> it's like gruel and meat all over. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> mm, and it smells like ale, too. Mm. Just what I always wanted. <laughs> Bless your motherfucking heart. Baby, I know you're hunched over and hungry over there, but could you please slaughter and quarter this pig and cook it up? I mean, I've spent all day walking from hell wishing for this pig. I don't have two sticks to rub together. Quern, to Quern, Quern, give us two sticks, please. So my wife can see some <laughs> of <laughs> Or like you know, he wishes for a fire and the quarries burst into flames and it's totally unusable after that. He's like, oh. I just realized <laughs> that because of like the trip to hell and just other media, <laughs> especially visual that I've consumed and the fact that she didn't have two sticks, which I took literally instead of the idiom that it is because mm. I'm an idiot. And Bless your little heart. I, I just assumed they lived in a wasteland this whole time <laughs> because she couldn't go outside and find two sticks. And now I'm remembering that she's lazy as hell. It's Norway and maybe all the wood is wet because it's the middle of winter and there's snow everywhere. And I was like, OK, she could have brought it inside to dry out. But now it's a tundra and there's a storm going on in my head and I'm just not giving these poor people a break. Post-apocalyptic Norway. (laughs) (laughs) I dare not. The Mad Max of Norway. (laughs) The Thunderdome outside prevents me from getting two sticks. Hey, Quern, could you uh, build me a Thunderdome? (laughs) Anyway, back to the story we were on. The wife did ask her husband more than once where on earth he found such a wondrous, magical thing. But he refused to tell her. I guess, ah, you know, from hell, wouldn't go over so well in a Christian household. So instead he said, get off my back, woman! The man insisted it didn't really matter. The miracle was a good one, and that was enough. Our protagonist continued to have the quern produce both meat and drink and all the proper fixins of a good meal to last the twelve tide or the twelve days of Christmas. Mm. They're Jewish now? <laughs> I don't know if the Jewish people celebrate the birth of Christ, but sure. <laughs> well, Hanukkah's twelve days. Yeah, but the twelfth the tide is, is Christian. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, it's the... Uh, oh, it is eight days. You're right. Mm. I was thinking of the... The 12 present Christmas song where the guy just gives him a bunch of fucking birds. (laughs) Useless shit. And a tree to put them (laughs) in. That's that's fair. And and like a bunch of lords, 10 lords will leap in outside. (laughs) 12 loud ass drummers just drumming. (laughs) Eight ladies milking some cows. Uh, Yeah, basically. (laughs) A whole bunch of slaves who have nothing else to do but annoy you all day. For free, and they don't get paid. <laughs> Multiple indentured servants and a partridge yeah. in a pair. <laughs> Here's some gold up by more servants. <laughs> Five golden rings that they'll never be able to use because they don't really have free will. Nine ladies dancing that are definitely not horse. Right. <laughs> and incredibly tired. Because they never get to stop. 
Nah, I'm bitches twerking. Yeah, you know what they were doing. That's the DMX version. <laughs> nah, I'm bitches twerking. You got eight. <laughs> you got eight maids of milking, but you never got cows. So, <laughs> hey, what are they milking? They're just sitting there bored. Like, I mean, I'm qualified. I just don't have anything to work with. Just going through the motions. I mean, if I had a cow, that would be. Helpful. Oh, I got you, cow. <laughs> I got something you can milk. A cow. Here it is. <laughs> I'm a farmer. What do you mean I need seven more? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a quern quail? Use your gold to buy a goddamn cow. <laughs> All right, we've gone on this tangent long enough. I don't think you've beat this dead horse. Anywho. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, but yeah, so um, real quick, just for Cletus. So the 12 days of Christmas start... After Christmas Day, it's the amount of time that the wise men take to reach. Oh. Yeah. I had to look up the reminder because I couldn't remember. I thought the 12 days led up to Christmas, but it's after Christmas. They were wise, but they weren't very good navigators. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway. On the third day after Christmas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He invited friends and family over to share in his blessings. And he provided a great feast. And that was where his rich brother recognized this apparent and newfound plentitude. And as these things go, instead of being happy for his brother and relieved he wouldn't be asked for more handouts, he became spiteful. What is that? Is that a quern? Huh. <clears throat> anyway, you know everyone. It occurs to me now that it was only Christmas Eve when my, quote-unquote, dear brother was in such terrible straits that he had to come to me and beg like a dog for a morsel, just a, a single morsel of food for God's name. Now he comes back and he provides me with a king's feast. So what is it, brother? Kind, loving brother, what is it? Explain to all of us in here right now, where in hell's name, where in the name of hell, hell, specifically hell, did you manage to get all of this wealth? Oh, you know, from behind the door of hell. What was that, dear brother? (laughs) So he left it at that. The evening carried on. Albert, a bit awkwardly at first. Can you imagine your guests in this man's home and his brother's like, why aren't you poor anymore? Explain it to everyone. You were very disgustingly poor just a few days ago. So I'm And I'm why saying, is your wife still hunched over in hunger if you have all of this wealth? And why don't you have any sticks to rub together yet? So... I'm imagining, read between the lines, that this was very awkward for all the other guests. Aren't all family gatherings? Yes. Which is why you should never invite your friends to your family's home. (laughs) And so it came to be that the poor brother had a bit too much to drink. And that's when the ale did its best work and loosened his tongue. Bet his wife loved that. Mm. Hey-o! I was going to say, like, haven't we all been there? And now I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment. 
Waka waka. <laughs> why? Why is it got to be the Muppet <laughs> reference there? <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> it's not all you had. It's all you could think of. Uh. No, let's be accurate. <laughs> all right. The poor man carried his corn for all his guests to see. He's strong. Swaying and hiccuping with the best cartoonish drunk antics have to offer. Hi, everybody. Listen up. You see her? This is what got me marriages, bitches. And the poor man, in all his drunk wisdom, proceeded to demonstrate the awesome powers of the corn. Now you can imagine the greed that grew in his rich brother's heart. He set immediately to bargaining for ownership of the corn, and his poor brother eventually agreed on a price of $300. Long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, in the currency of dollars, somehow. <laughs> I can still remember. We can assume this was a shit ton of money. With the added stipulation that the poor brother could keep it in his possession until the hay harvest or summertime. Mm, that's what I call summertime sometimes. With the deal set, the poor brother proceeded to grind enough meat and drink to last him and his wife for years. Expiration dates be damned. <laughs> and kept that quern good and busy until the hay harvest arrived. God, at least he did something smart. About time. Finally. About time. He had about six months worth of time to get what he could out of it. Still did not make money. So, notable that the poor brother also took care not to share the complete instructions first given to him by Hell's Gandalf. No, he was drunk. I already did that part. No, this is later. <laughs> Six months later. Oh, okay. He was still drunk. So, the rich brother took his purchase home without the first idea of how to possibly use the darn thing. Beyond what he casually witnessed firsthand at his brother's feast months and months ago. And since it wasn't obvious, I presume the brother said the magic words, like, as a wish under his breath, like, and that is good. Thank you. <laughs> so no one could hear and know. That's the only way this makes sense to me. <laughs> Don't make no more. That's good. That's good. Shh, 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 shh. Stop all that bullshit. Okay. I might sell you. I'm just being prepared. <laughs> I'm sure that's how it went down. The next day. The rich brother sent his wife out to the hayfields to oversee the harvest work and the mowers while he stayed home to prepare dinner. Instead, he whiled the day away. And when it was closer to dinner time, he hoisted the corn onto the kitchen table. Plunk. He ordered the corn to grind both herrings and And broth. the corn just grind. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you like this, daddy? Ew. <laughs> I'm a dirty little corn. Who's your uh, corn? That corn was a freak. And flat as a stone slab. Hey, and knew how to throw it back. Okay. He ordered the corn to grind both herrings and broth and to grind them good and fast. 
did. <laughs> First, it filled the dishes. Uh-huh. Then oh, yeah, it continued it right. to fill all the tubs. Mm. And even then, it kept on working, Ooh, covering yeah. the that, kitchen floor twerking. with a sea of fish and broth. That's the Whoa. smell. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> the rich man twisted and twirled at the quern, but no matter how he bopped it or pulled it, Nothing would slow the quern's eager production process down. It didn't take long for the broth to rise so high <laughs> that it threatened to drown him. Before that would happen, the rich man threw open the kitchen door to escape into the parlor. Mm. His relief was only temporary. The broth began to fill up the parlor <laughs> just the same. Why are we laughing? His release was temporary. Okay. Uh. <laughs> the man struggled against the liquid. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Fumbling <laughs> for the latch of the front door this time. Uh, 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 uh. He finally managed to grasp it and flung another door open but this time to the outside. Not that he was in the clear yet. The rich man ran frantically out and down the road, and a roaring current of herrings and broth followed at his heels. If I had a nickel for every time, I would not have any nickels. That is for certain. Now back to his wife, who was still in the field overseeing and assisting with the tossing of hay. She straightened from her work, brushing the sweat from her brow with her forearm. She wondered aloud that it must be dinner time. It was already so late. Mm -hmm. They may as well call it a day and head in for supper. Besides, her husband was a bit useless when it came to boiling broth. Mm i.e. a man, so he could probably use her help. Most times, yeah. So he doesn't know how to boil things. Mm. He can't get that broth going. He had two sticks, but he did not know how to use them. The working men were just fine ending their labors, so they followed the wife on home. But they had only made it partway up the hill when they found a mad stream of herrings, broth, and bread. And ahead of the stream was their master, running for dear life. The husband shouted frantically. If only you had a hundred mouths and stomachs to eat through all this stream. I hope you enjoy your time together. <laughs> Try not to drown. I love that he was wearing clocks. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was rich. He had money. Not going to be running through the field, messing up his Air Force Ones. Had to put on some clocks. And the man left them staring in bewilderment as he kept on running all the way to his poor brother's home in his fucking clocks. Yeah, them clocks will leave you in bewilderment. They're like, damn, y'all see the clocks? I didn't think they come out yet, man. That thing's out. That's nice. Nice. No creases or nothing. Cloud Force ones. No scuffs, <laughs> nothing. Hell yeah. It's just fire. He pounded on his brother's door, oh. grabbing at his arms desperately when it was answered. 
Brother, for God's sake, you must take back your quern if it grinds for even one more hour. The entire parish will be swallowed up by herrings. And all this damn broth. Gross. Okay, okay. I can tell you need my help. Please. I'll take the quern back. Brother. For another 300. What? And uh, some of those Clog Force Ones. Not my clogs, bro. Not my clogs. Oh, my clogs. What if I you rewrote it to send him home without shoes? That's exactly <laughs> what it said. Dragons read as scripts if... as is. So not only did the poor brother have his property returned, but he made double on the original sale. Mm. After that, the now not-quite-so-poor brother set up his own farm, and it was even more grand than the, quote, rich, unquote, siblings. He got a little extra at this point, using his quern to grind up gold, so much gold, that he covered his entire home in golden plates. Wait, so now he's smart? And his seaside estate gleamed and glistened for sailors to admire from quite a ways off. Because the sea means freedom! (laughs) Maybe he's not smart still, because why would you draw that much attention to yourself? Of course. This spectacle brought quite a bit of attention. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, he's still stupid. He's still stupid. The quern became rather famous, Mm. and people traveled from far and wide to see the freshly wealthy man in his golden house. One day, a skipper came with just this sort of tourism in mind. Skipper! He asked the brother to not only see the quern, but if it could grind salt. (laughs) Why, it could grind anything! I should think salt is no issue. Now, the skipper's labor was to sail across stormy and treacherous seas to acquire salt. So he saw in the quern a recipe for an easier life of fortune and idleness. He immediately got to begging for the quern and through his tears and pleading and praying. I hate this. Finally (laughs) broke the man down to accept terms. The quern was sold this time for thousands of dollars. Now, the skipper feared the man would change his mind. So instead of patiently requesting a manual on how to properly use the miraculous item. Excuse me. Or a manual. Equal opportunity. He strapped it onto his back and scurried off quick as lightning. He skipped away. The skipper boarded his ship, and sailed a good way off, long after the golden house had faded into the distance. He pulled his brand-new magical quern on deck and made his wish. Grind salt and grind both good and fast. Well, of course the salt poured and filled the ship, and the skipper thought that was quite enough. But he couldn't figure out how to stop the darn Mm -hmm. thing. That's why the ocean's so salty. So the quern kept up its diligent work. Eventually, 
The salt had piled so high on the ship that it weighed it down. (laughs) And so the skipper's negligence drowned his own vessel. And so now lies the quern. And so now lies the quern (laughs) at the bottom of the sea. Salting it up. Grinding away to this very day. Somebody better go get that. And that's why the sea is a salty bitch. Mm. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Dare I ask, what did you learn? I mean, if you want money, swindle. You don't have to be smart to swindle, apparently. I feel like you just got to be a poor guy. Yeah. The moral of the story is basically <laughs> fuck family. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you poor and you need money? Or go to hell. Hope for a shitty <laughs> hope for a shitty brother, because then the universe will reward you. In those days, the old seamen is what they were called. Calm down at home, listeners. Probably because they got salty because it, of the corn. That's exactly why they were called that. They're out there land, ho- land and hoes. Right, they couldn't help it, and so now they're out there. They're trying to find stuff. Some people jumping in the water trying to swim to land. You can't swim because you're just floating. So much salt in there, you know. So you're being carried away back into the boat. And like, we can't get there. So it, it was crazy back then. It was crazy. Yeah. But the ocean does mean freedom. The ocean always means freedom. Waka waka. At least we're not homeless. At least we're not homeless. We are actually pretty quick this time. But I That's still have to edit said. two hours. So we're going to wrap this up. All right, guys. I learned that other people produce a lot more hot broth than I do. (laughs) (laughs) This message brought to you by Moose. He's a guest. (laughs) Want him to come back with more hot tips? (laughs) (laughs) And we do. Email us at dragonsdrinkbourbon at (laughs) gmail.com. Or follow us online at dragonsdrinkbourbon.org. Not only did you pronounce that wrong, but none of that was right. Words are hard. You can follow us at ddb.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, where sometimes when we have an unexpected hiatus, I may or may not announce it. And hey, all you listeners at home, sponsor us some kind of way. We like bourbon. Cash out. <laughs> Cash out. <laughs> so that we can buy bourbon and keep bringing you stories. Go fund us. Go fund us. <laughs> Some bourbon. <laughs> so that we can keep go fund us some stories. Go fund us some research. Go fund us some glasses and cups and dragon paraphernalia. Go fund us some smiles and hugs. Go fund us a quern where we go don't fund need you to fund us anymore. <laughs> go fund us everything. Just go to hell and find us a quern. Yes. Just um <laughs> The poor brother here. Just, I, just, if you could, I don't know how people do it. Just send me some money. Just send me some money. I like this it. Hey, brother. All right. Well, dragons drink bourbon. <clears throat> hey. And hey. spit facts. Yellow hey. cats in hey. the sink for no dragons reason. Dragons drink bourbon. Hey, listen. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
So fucking stupid. <laughs> I hope you missed us. We come from afar. Rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> All dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. Ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're my rough bridles. <laughs> All right, keep that shit. Keep that shit. I have so many regrets about the choices I've made in my life. You'll and we're that. only You'll three weeks be... into 2024. <laughs> I feel like this will be the quickest editing. <laughs> Coming from somebody that's never edited. I feel like most of the show, like, you know what? I can just keep that. You know what? I can just keep that. I feel like. Maybe like three minutes. Be wronger. There were three minutes at the beginning that you might be like, I'll cut, I'll splice around. And then everything else, super episode, and our listeners will rejoice. You know, Miles, I never tire of how wrong you are. Original music by Maria Vincent and art by Something by LP. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast. You may also email us at dragonsdrinkbourbon at gmail.com. I hit record. That's important. Which is good because I almost forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be back. Yes.